Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hi, this is Monique. And this is Sydney. And you're tuned into Monique and Sydney's Open, Open Relationship. Relationship. It's going to be the type of conversations that normally we're afraid to have out loud. Is it okay to be gay? Friends. How many of us have them? Mother and daughters. Is it always all bad? The mind's like a parachute. It's no good unless it's open. <laughs> That's what's up. Hey, my loves, welcome back to another episode of Monique and Sydney's Open Relationship. I am Monique. And I'm Sydney. And we're going to do it again. Do it again. We're going to do it again, Daddy. And this is an exciting day today because we have some some folks in the house with us. Some folks in the house. We got some folks in the house with us. And we are discussing today, are you happy? If so, why? And if not... Why not? Why not? So who do we have in the studio with us today that's going to have this conversation with us about happiness, if you are or if you're not? I think, well, since we're going to start off with Queen Cookie because she came the furthest. Let's start it off. Let's start off with this upcoming comedian on the scene (laughs) named Queen Cookie. And then we got to give a special shout out to the Trinity here Known as our three sons, without Uncle Charlie, who would that be? What? 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 Who? Without Uncle Charlie, my three sons. You don't remember that back Listen, in the day, baby. Who would that be? That would be our babies are in the studio with us as well. Michael, Jonathan, and David. Say something. Hey, everybody. What's up? Okay. <laughs> right. Right. Now. Right. And somebody just said before we get started, define happiness. Before we get started with the conversation. Happiness is something, if I was to describe it, that is specific in and to the individual that is under the impression that they are happy or are not. Much like success, that is a word that is specific to that person because there are many people that will say, well, success is having millions of dollars. Some people say success is having love. So but failure is one's inability to achieve their goals. So that being said, it's specific in unto the person. We don't have the answer to what makes you happy. What we're asking you today is, are you happy? And if you got to ask the question, what is happiness? Mm. <laughs> well, you know, then that means that you need to give it a little bit more consideration. So we're talking about it today. Happiness. Do you have it or don't you have it? And Coming from a 67-year-old woman, mm-hmm. when we talk about happiness, to know that you have it now, mm-hmm. but when would you say you discovered what real happiness was? I think I discovered it probably around the time of me turning 50 years young. When I came into my own and I stopped people-pleasing 
and I started loving myself for who I was, all of my faults, all of my ups, all of my downs, I started to love Queen Cookie. And that's when I became content, and I find happiness in contentment. What does that mean? What, is, what does happiness in contentment mean? To me, it means I no longer try to people please. It's about what I think and not what you say I should be like and think. Mm-hmm. And when I came into that, it tended to make my soul at peace and happy. Are you in your happy place? Are you? Uh, and, and I think that that is such a loaded question. Mm-hmm. Because even some of the responses we're getting right now is, is such a loaded question. It's like, well, what does that mean? Like, what does that mean? Am I in my happy place? What does that mean? Am I happy? Am I not happy? And how do you start having that conversation with children? Mm-hmm. What well, I think the one thing to start off with asking is from Oldest to youngest, starting with you, Michael. Just what are some things that make you happy in life? My number one thing that makes me happy is my family. Being with my family all the times, because if I don't have my family, there's nothing to look forward to. Sports is another thing that makes me happy, because it it comes natural to me, and it just makes me feel great. And... I get to play these things with my family, play these sports with my family, have Christmas with my family, have Thanksgiving with my family. All these holidays wouldn't be great holidays without my family. So for you, happiness comes in with your family and the things that you can do. You being the second in order, Brother David. Same thing for me about the family, but I'm not as athletic (laughs) as Michael. I'll just say that. But I do enjoy video games because they're very fun and entertaining. Mm -hmm. And I also enjoy just being myself because there's no one else that you can be but yourself. I heard that. And thank you very much. Now, the youngest of the bunch. The baby. The baby. Baby Jay, you want to get up by that mic a little bit, man? What makes you happy? First, also my family and also playing the drums because I can be loud without getting in trouble. And it's just... <laughs> <laughs> That's mine right there. Right, right, right. That is so, so, sweet. so when we ask the, the question, what is happy, it's one of those things where this is not some... Uh, question dealing with the depths of existentialism. It is a very simple question where out of the mouth of children, they are simply telling you what can make you happy. And if you notice, there were different things coming from different ones, which speaks to it is happiness and the way in which we embrace it is not indicative to the word happiness is specific in unto the person who is receiving or giving and exuding the happiness. Um, you, you, you with me? Daddy, I'm right here with so you. So what happens is when we're sitting here talking about what is happiness by it being a loaded question, you ask yourself that question. What is happy to you? And it's a question that oftentimes I don't believe that people ask themselves, are they happy? We just are. We're not considering, are we happy to put ourselves mentally in a position that if we are not happy to find happiness? So it's easy to walk around under the function of, I'm in between. 
Here's mm. the purgatory. <laughs> mm-hmm. Here's the emotional, intellectual, and spiritual purgatory where people are in between happiness and sadness, potentially because they never posed the question to themselves to find out what is it that would excite you about your life. Because I was always told I need to go just find me a good job and work and then be happy. This is what people will tell you. Mm-hmm. But where does happiness come into that? Get you a good woman, get you a good car, get you a good house. Mm. You'll see, get you these good things. But are you, what makes you happy? Ain't everybody talking about that. Well, because I think we've been so conditioned not to talk about that. It's like that's not a priority. You know, it's, it's, it's oftentimes you'll hear people saying, what's wrong? And not very seldom do you hear people saying, what's right? You know, and then is happiness a scary emotion? Can that be an uncomfortable place for some people where it's almost like this feels foreign to me? And because it feels so foreign, I need to get back to what's comfortable. So is some of us fighting happiness, you know, where we can see it right there in front of us. But it's because it's so foreign and it feels so it feels like a foreign object in our body where it's like, OK, nothing's wrong. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like, so when you have people questioning what is it, I don't think it's that we don't know what it is. I think just sometimes it can be so foreign and uncomfortable that you don't know what to do with it. You know, so it's it's really funny because so many comments that we're getting where people are trying to understand happiness. Just simply what is it? Like, what is that thing called happiness and why do we struggle so much for it. And as we've been seeing the comments come up, there's a multitude of different definitions of what happiness is. One individual just said her mm-hmm. son was autistic and has and is the epitome of happiness. So when you hear about someone who is autistic and people in this society typically think about the limitations of someone in that situation, how come it is that they're able to exhibit and find happiness? Individuals that we considered, in quotes, disabled or handy, capable of being able to do but are more noted for what they're unable to do, but somehow they're able to always maintain a positive attitude despite the fact that before they get out of the bed, they're challenged. But we who don't have any physical or apparent challenges to the eye, that meet the eye, now we're finding a tough time to, to be able to be excited, to be happy. And you have to ask yourself, how is someone that apparently is disabled, considered disabled, but their attitude makes them able, but individuals that are appearance looking to be capable are seemingly incapable of being able to be happy? So who has the disability? Who has the disability? Mm. Now, y'all know my baby's here today, so they have some things I want to say. Okay? <laughs> so I just want y'all to know these three sweet faces looking up in mommy's face because mommy want to say some things. Okay? But they don't hear mommy saying those kind of things. Right, right. So I want y'all to just imagine right now what I'm saying. <laughs> Well, they did hear that time when my phone somehow mysteriously dialed back, mysteriously dialed me back, 
and you were in the midst of being on stage, but somehow your phone was by the speaker in your dressing room, and we heard the routine. The whole show. I let them listen to it, because <laughs> okay. I needed them to know what type of things that their mama will say, because you see her, and she's looking like love, which is, that's what she is, but love don't live here no more when she step on that stage. She lights up into them. So, they had to see she was regular folk. They had to see that I was regular folks. And since y'all here today, okay, and we're going to talk about it. See, I think that there was a time that our children thought that I was one of the mothers from Nickelodeon. Oh. Or the Disney Channel. Especially David. Especially David, okay? David, go on, say something. Go on, say something. What? It was John and Mike, too. It wasn't only me. Well, it, I'm going to tell you why it was only you, okay? Because... I'm really not the disciplinarian. I'm really not. And I'm grateful that I don't have to be. Because there was a time with Shalon, I had to be that, right? Mm -hmm. Well, with Michael, David, and Jonathan, their daddy is there, so I don't have to be that. Mm -hmm. So one day, though, daddy wasn't home. And David and Jonathan, now Michael is our baby that one ass whipping for Michael, I'm good. I'm good for the rest of my life, okay? The next 10 years. <laughs> I'm good. Right. But David and Jonathan, baby, listen, they need they need different sometimes. Correction. Correction. So, Sydney wasn't home this day, right? And the teacher then came up in the room. She looking distraught. Like, she just don't know what the... She says, they just weren't listening to me today. And... Maybe that was one of those days that I wasn't at my 100% happiness, okay. okay? So she may have came at when I was about 83%, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. So I was missing some of the percentages. Okay. So when she came up in there, she said, um, Monique, they just, they, today they just not looking, listening to me. So both of them folded their arms almost as if to say, we did it, and what you going to do? So I'm looking like... Y'all think I'm a punk. Y'all think your mother mm -hmm. is a punk, but y'all can really understand. Yeah. So I said, okay, thank you, Khadija. You can leave out. Mm -hmm. So she goes back down to the office and says to Robin, you might want to go talk to Monique because she she seemed like she's a little upset with them. Now, Robin is an ass whooper, okay? She done raised three grown men. So she like, mm-mm. Mm -hmm. I ain't going to say nothing to her. She need to handle that. So... My sweet Jonathan, when it's his turn, he going to take it. Like, okay, ow, ow, ow. Well, when it get to be David's turn, he look at me and go, hurr. I said, I, I was like, did you just go hurr to me? Oh. <laughs> so when they daddy came, I had to spank him. But when they daddy came home, he had to give them, he had to give David another spanking why do you think you got another spanking? Because I was not being respectful to you, Mom. And I plead guilty. This is his radio voice he's giving you. I plead guilty. He's, I giving, plead you, guilty. he's giving you a commanding <laughs> voice. Now, David is 10. Jonathan's 10. Michael is 13. Now, they'll be 11 this year, but he's giving you... He's giving you all that charisma right now. He's, he's giving you the radio voice now. <laughs> Go ahead now. Project. Project. Go on now. I plead guilty. Yes. <laughs> That's one of the things I'll definitely say. I plead guilty. Because why? Because I was not. First, I wasn't listening, so I deserved it in the first place. But then when I went, <laughs> 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 what, what, what was.
was you thinking to make you go, er, like, like, because you would never do that to daddy, ever. <laughs> what was it about me that you felt like, and not only did he go, er, y'all, like he did like a muscle man, er, like he wanted to show like me. Like he was the incredible Like he was the Hulk, er. What made you do that? Um, now that I try to remember, I do not know there you what go. made me do that. Keep it simple, Because it man. just doesn't make any sense. Keep it simple. Go ahead, Daddy. I'm no, sorry. No, you the one who brought that up. Your point was. Well, my point was is that when we talk about happiness and are we happy, are we not happy, it was even in that day for me to be a parent and to... Even though I had to spank you, and it hurt my feelings, but I was still happy in a sense of that I was given a second chance to be that mommy to my children. So even though it was, it hurt mommy feelings to spank you. My butt. <laughs> right. There you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. But in allowing the happiness to take place, and even when I hear from an older woman or older sisters, it's like, what makes you happy? And I hear my baby saying, Family, family, family. Because they never named anything materialistically. No. Not one thing. It was family. It, it, it was family. Mm -hmm. So it, it's, it's a happy feeling even now to say, is that what we're pouring into our babies? Mm -hmm. You know, where they didn't say my games mm -hmm. or my, mm -hmm. it, was, it was family. It was I like being with my family. family. I like playing with my family. Mm -hmm. So even as we're sitting right here going through it, it's like that feeling of elation to mm -hmm. say, nobody prepped our babies to say nothing. It was, this is going to be y'all conversation today to say, well, what makes y'all happy? What makes you unhappy? Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Look for us online at play.it. I'm trying to stay positive. Me too. Right. <laughs> Come on. So it's like the focus, the focus is we talking about what makes you happy? What makes you unhappy? So it's almost one of those things where what makes me happy in a situation like that is that when there's a gearing or a direction or a directive towards focusing on the negative, that reflexively, again, without priding, it's like, can we keep it positive? Is it possible? And I say that from their perspective, but in the world in which we live in, on a daily basis, that's the very thing that is hard to do. Keep it positive because we're not asking ourselves, are we happy and we are walking around in somewhat of a melancholy state? And when you don't ask yourself, are you happy or unhappy and you're walking around, and everyone knows that individual that is on autopilot melancholy. Mm -hmm. Seems like something is wrong. They don't know what's wrong. If you ask them what's wrong, they're going to say, I don't know. And what we tell the boys all the time, when you are a child, it's okay to do something to a degree and be able to get away with, I don't know. But when you become an adult and you say, well, why did you rip that paper up? I don't know. Why did you hit her? I don't know. Why did you just walk off the job? I don't know. See, then people start thinking something is wrong with you and you can't get away with, I don't know. So when you start asking your questions to yourself, 
You should not come up with, I don't know why I feel this way, because all your time should be spent investigating what's going to give you the best opportunity for happiness in this moment right now, because every day is a great day. If you don't believe it, just try missing one. And if you miss that one, that means the rest of them ain't coming behind it. You've transitioned on. Mm. So how do we find that in the midst of all that's taking place? Because we got to go to work. We got to get the clothes ready for the kids. We got to pay bills. We've got to have conversations. We got to deal with this person, that person. When did you ever think about are you happy? When do people get a chance to think about? And this is the reason why we're having the conversation. So we as individuals can take the time out to say, am I happy? And if I'm not, what would make me happy? And if I don't know, why do I plan out a vacation? Or why do I plan uh, uh, things that I'm going to eat and do more so than I plan on how to make myself happy? Because that's just doing a job. That's just, you're looking at life as if it's a job as opposed to it being an opportunity to live. And if you're just working a job, you remember what that stands for? Just over broke. Just over broke. And that's the mentality that you have when you work in a job. But when you're working an opportunity or taking advantage of it, do you pursue it with happiness? It's an opportunity. So when we start thinking to ourselves, how do we create opportunities for ourselves to be happy? And if you are happy and if you have thought about it, how do you share that? Because there's some people out there that are looking or that are listening and they're asked sometimes, why are you always happy all the time? Like that's discouraging to somebody like, how your ass going to be happy all the time? And it's like, well, nobody's, I guess, happy all the time, but I'm appreciative all the time of the ability to be cognizant of happiness or what I am or where I am. So I think that we as people, if we take the time out to say, yo, this is what makes me happy. Do you think that that's going to make the person who's with them happier? Because it allows them to let them know what they're feeling. And I want to hear what you're feeling. Well, what makes you happy? And you begin to be excited about what creates happiness around you so that the environment that you have is inviting of what? Happiness. That's all I got to say. But you know what, too? I don't think that it's a negative conversation to have when you say what makes you unhappy. Because oftentimes I don't know that people know what makes them happy. And what I don't know if they know what makes them happy or unhappy. And sometimes when you say, well, what makes you unhappy? And they say, well, this is what makes me unhappy. And then you really talk about it. And then they find out that's not something that I should even be unhappy about. Mm -hmm. But they don't know what reaction you have with it. So when I say, well, what makes you unhappy? It's not to say, well, we, want, we don't want to keep it positive. We do. But oftentimes, adults, we don't know what that thing even is. So when you say, well, what are you unhappy about? And you get to explain it. And it says, well, let's really talk about that. And then at the end of that conversation, you find out that's something that that I shouldn't even be unhappy about once you talk it through. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? It makes sense. It just, as it pertains to what you were speaking about, and we were talking about the children, what I was appreciative of is that despite the fact that in the entirety of what you're saying, it is a positive thing 
for us to discuss what one could construe as negative, but it's a positive thing when you have your children saying, is it all right if we focus in on a positive? So it's not as if we abandon that conversation because it's important to have, but what is it? It's almost like uh, one having being hit in the knee with a rubber mallet and your leg kicks out. Well, when your reflexes are of such where that's what you do when you are hit with the rubber mallet, it's no different than when you're hit with the rubber mallet of negativity that reflexively, reflexively you revert to positivity. You understand? Where mm-hmm. That's a gag reflex, positivity, when someone is throwing something at you. That's the equivalent of you don't put the, the uh, little tongue scraper too far back in your mouth and you like, oh. When somebody come up to you and they negative, it's like, oh, let me... Let me mm. let me retort with this positivity and, and regurgitate that back because I can't be a part of that. And through that, as bad as it appears that those individuals who are around you want to be negative, they're thankful to you that you stay positive because they'll say to you, how many times after show, girl, they be sounding like the color purple. I was feeling mighty low till I seen you in the store, and then I knew there was a God somewhere. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay? Then I knew there was a God. And you're like, because you helped these individuals in a time where they needed that laughter. And happiness, as we go back to energy, attracts happiness. Here's a prime example. One of the things about Monique that they won't tell you, besides she's difficult, is that she enjoys seeing people get their shine. And as a prime example, where happiness attracts happiness, Queen Cookie, who is sitting here right now, that same energy, there was an attraction when she stood on stage. And then she saw this spirit of this individual who didn't ask her, hey, I want to do stand-up, I want... She just was like, this is what you want to do? I want to see you do it and give you the chance to do it. And from that point on, that's been her spiritual mom almost, you know, soul sister, spiritual mom, moms from another lifetime. But that's what energy can do and happiness can do and being openness to having whatever void you have be fulfilled by other willing spirits who need something in terms of fulfillment. Julie just said um, a while ago in one of our comments, she said, I'm a happy person, but I don't know if I belong here. And I don't know, I don't know what that means. You know, it's like, I'm a happy person, but I don't know if I belong here. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what you mean by that, Jules. You know what I'm saying? It's like, Maybe are some people so elated, they're like, I got to check out because I, I, it don't fit. Like, it don't, you know, it's like, I, I I don't know what she meant by that statement. So, Jules, let us know what you meant by that, baby. She said, I'm a happy person, but I don't know if I belong here. I, I, I think, too. And please, as an example of what I was talking about, tell the story of how you and Queen Cookie met. That's, okay. So... I was going to say one of the things that really makes me happy is seeing people fight for it. And I think that that night in Ohio at that comedy club, when I first, I walked on stage and there was this woman sitting in a table 
that was right in front of me, not the very first row, but the second group of table and chairs. And she was sitting there for about the first 10, 15 minutes. She was laughing really hard. And then she just stopped laughing. And she just started staring at me. And initially my thought was, why is this old lady just staring at me like that? What's wrong with her? <laughs> old now, she's just staring at me in my face like that. <laughs> but then after a while, it became a very comfortable stare. And I began to stare back. And it was a look of we know each other, but we can't put our finger on it. So when I walked off stage, normally I'll, if, if it's another show, whatever, I'll have to go straight to the back so we don't interfere with, you know, the shows. But when I walked off stage, I said to security, can you please take me to her? So when I got to her, we hugged, and it was a hug as if I had been knowing this woman forever. It was such a nurturing hug. Mm-hmm. And she said, I'm a comedian. And I said, really? And she said, yeah. Now, I know this is an older woman, mm-hmm. and I've never heard of her before. I've never seen her before, but she says... I'm a comedian. She didn't say, I'm trying to be a comedian. She didn't say, I want to be a comedian. She said, I'm a comedian. So I said, come on back into the dressing room. So she comes back in the dressing room, and we begin to talk as if we had been knowing each other. It was a very comfortable and familiar space. Mm -hmm. And normally, I don't invite people in my space like that. I I love to hug, and I'm Mm -hmm. very loving, Mm -hmm. but into my personal space, That's my personal space. But to say, come on back, and it just felt very comfortable. So I said to her, well, why don't you go on up on stage tomorrow night? And without flinching, she said, okay. I said, do about five to seven minutes. She said, okay. Now I'm being motivated as I'm talking to this older woman. Mm -hmm. She doesn't even realize it because I'm saying, Oh my God! You're letting me know it's never too late. Right. Because that's exactly what you said when you called me that night. Full. Full. Yeah. As I am right now. Yes. And the next night, y'all, when she got on that stage, I watched this older, beautiful woman be brilliant, with no fear, with no. She was so unguarded and so free, and she cussed so wonderfully, and it was so beautiful. And wonderfully cussed. I'm standing back at the door, and I'm watching this kindred spirit, and it was a feeling of what I'm doing is okay. Yes. Because now I'm watching another generation up on that stage being so free, and from that moment... This woman became a replacement for a void, Mm -hmm. and that was my mother. Mm -hmm. And to do a show about happiness, it's like certain things and certain people have come into my life that have given me this fulfillment. So for you to come and when I said I was going to be in New York, Mm -hmm. And without any questions, you said, okay, when I need to be there. And I said, oh, I'm going to be there on this date. You didn't say, when you going to get my ticket? You didn't say, well, what hotel are you going to put me in? You said, who I need to give my credit card number to so I can get my hotel room. And I was like, oh, my God. She real. 
because a lot of other ones, but it was just a feeling of, I've been given that. And it makes me happy. But it makes me happy on so many different levels. Mm-hmm. It makes me happy. My children mm-hmm. gravitated to you as if you were there when they were born. Oh. And they just meant you. They just meant you physically yes. because I speak of you often yes. because of what you pour into me. Mm-hmm. And what you do pour. And, and there'll be sometimes my daddy will say, talk to Queen Cooking. Mm-hmm. Like, listen. Get that older woman's perspective mm-hmm. because I'm still a man mm-hmm. and I'm going to give it to you from my perspective. Yes. And to have those conversations with you in that closet, mm-hmm. on that phone, and you be saying the realest. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I be wanting to say shut up. Because yeah, you, 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 you never do. <laughs> you never do. I never do because I'm appreciative of it. Yes. So to have this conversation about happiness, that's you're one of the things with numerous things in my family that I can say I'm grateful to experience that type of happiness with a spirit that is unexplainable. And I appreciate those words because I feel the same. As my husband will always tell me, I cannot make you happy. I can enhance your happiness. So you were probably already happy. The universe just brought us together to enhance your happiness, and that's what I'm here for, and I'm so grateful for you and your wonderful husband and your family. This is just like um, when you say you can't explain it, I can't either, and my husband told me to stop trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. I stopped trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. It is what it is, and I'm grateful. I woke up this morning, and I laid in your sunroom, and tears was coming down my face because it's unbelievable because I, too, have a void. The universe knows that, and he's fulfilling, the universe is fulfilling my void as, as your void is being fulfilled with each other. So I am in a grateful spot to have known you, Monique, and uh, like I told you, I'm not out here scrapping and scraping for nothing because all my needs are met. My husband met, meets my needs. Some of my wants, hey, I can take them or leave them. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my needs are met, and I'm not trying to rise up the ladder and impress anybody with what I do. Because when I met you, I had just been doing stand-up 10 months. I started at 63 years young. I lost 55 pounds, was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, and that's what gave me the courage to get on a stage because my family and friends all thought I was funny, but being funny to strangers is a different funny. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, when you asked me to perform that night, sight unseen, you let me know you were real, and this is what was needed in my life because I don't think too many people have somebody get on a stage. You don't know how I was going to perform up there. I didn't, but I did. Yeah. I didn't. You didn't, but you did, and more so than anything, the fact that you had the courage to get up on stage because there's a lot of people that will go to a show and have said, Monique, I want to do this, I want to do that. Mm -hmm. Whether it was the Monique show when it was on TV Mm -hmm. or the comedy club, and she'll say, I'll give you a chance. Mm -hmm. Everybody that asks for a chance Mm -hmm. is not ready for the chance that they're asking for. Mm -hmm. The night that you asked for the chance, Mm -hmm. or should I say the night that the opportunity was given, Mm -hmm. because you didn't ask, Mm -mm. that the night that the opportunity was given, the next night, 
not only did you show up, Mm -hmm. but you showed out. And then to get a call that is like you had to see it. Mm -hmm. She went up, she did, and the stories of other people that she's tried to assist in that manner that didn't go like that some, mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, to be ready for your opportunity and say, at 63, we're never... It, it's not too old to still search for happiness. Mm-hmm. And interestingly enough, when things are going right, we begin to examine why they're going right, mm-hmm. such as your husband having to say, why you keep tripping about why y'all connecting? Yeah. Y'all just do. Yeah. But people who are unhappy won't take the time to examine mm-hmm. what is the cause of their unhappiness. Mm-hmm. They just accept. And Julie... Um, to your point where you mentioned about that you were going through the difficulties that you had in your life with being molested as a child, your husband cheating on you, and you sometimes wonder if you belong here. Here's the answer. You're here. So Mm -hmm. it means that you belong here. And you be hard-pressed to find anyone, and Monique and I have had this conversation at nauseum, You'd be hard-pressed to find somebody that can not tell you about what it's like to be on the outside looking in. You'd be hard-pressed to to find somebody that can't tell you about an adversity that they had to overcome. What you would be hard-pressed not to find is the individual that have succumbed to the the, uh, adversities that were presented to them. That's the hard thing. How do you overcome it? How do you keep moving forward? And it's behind the challenges that you are experiences that the, for lack of a better word, the blessing of finding out who you really are and what you bring to the table and what you can find behind those challenges, they're waiting. But you've got to deal with those challenges. And if someone, as I've had a conversation with Monique, and someone would say, well, you don't know what it is to be molested. You don't know what it is to be touched. I was touched inappropriately by my grandfather as a child. So I know. But what I accept about this is this. That nigga did that. That's what that nigga did. And I'm a kid. Do you think that I'm going to be messed up because of what someone did to me as a kid when I got all this life to live and I got three boys right now that we have to raise? I'm going to tell them what I say. If somebody touches you inappropriately, don't be ashamed of it. These dynamics that we deal with in life that we are ashamed to discuss, they're natural to this life because if they were not, they would not be happening. This is not what we would consider. Molestation is not a supernatural event. Okay. Okay, (laughs) it is not a supernatural event. So why is it that it is as if we are sharing a secret that is going to unleash the cosmos and affect our world in a way in which we don't and can't comprehend? It is something to be talked about. Someone cheated on you. You would not be the first person who someone has cheated on, if you will, or been in a situation where someone has done wrong by you. However, if you love you. See, you've been given you. The greatest gift that you have ever been given in your life is your life. It is you. You must find a way to allow you to be successful. You are the one who writes the handbook to who you are because there's no handbook 
that was written for the specifics of who you are. So when we've had conversations about are you waiting on God, this is not to discount anyone's belief in their faith. You've got to believe. You believe what's in your heart to believe. But this is to say that if we were to ask anyone under any reasonable set of circumstances that you were in a relationship, the man left the house, the woman left the house, they left the kids, do you wait for them to return? Or do you <laughs> do you wait for them to return, or are you left to your own devices to find a way to make a way for your children? And the one thing we hear is God will one day return. Well, it means that if God may one day return, then perhaps we've been given the necessary things that we need to be left to our own devices until that day. Because if God ain't here, who is? You and I. So how are we going to work out the God that's in us, the energy that's in us, the spirituality in us so that we can overcome the adversities? And some people say, you can't let the devil win. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Don't let Mm -mm. the devil win. (laughs) But what you can't do is let the negativity win. You can't let the negativity win because, again, when the good shows up, and some kind stranger pulled you up at the side of the road, we can say, thank you, God. But did you forget to say thank you to the stranger mm-hmm. that pulled over to the side of the road to pick you up? Come on mm-hmm. now. Say that. So when we're dealing with happiness, it's it's kind of like wireless signals that are around you. Just tap into them. They're right there. They're in the clouds. The happiness is around you. And And you know what? Don't be afraid to get it. Because it can come from strange places. And it can come from when you think you're being hurt. But if you really listen to it, it'll get you to your happy place. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm having a really proud moment because I'm proud of our babies. Because y'all are so smart and intelligent and fearless. And when I say don't be afraid to get that happiness from anywhere, sisters, and I can only talk to the sisters from my perspective. Don't that ain't let, true. That ain't what, true. What you, what, what, that ain't true. What, daddy? You, you keep underestimating yourself. How come? You keep saying you talking to the sisters. You talking to everybody that's listening because how many brothers at the end of your show come up to you crying you, talking about thank you? Okay. Don't make me fight on don't you, Don't do it, baby. Don't, don't, don't underestimate. Don't, don't underestimate yourself. the children. Okay. <laughs> okay. But this is what I'm saying. It's like be unafraid and don't let your ego get in the way of what can get you to that real place of happiness because there have been times my children has had to sit me down and say, we see you, and we ain't cool with how you might do this or how you might do that. And in the moment, I was upset. In the moment, I was so, my ego was so huge, and I was looking at them like, how could y'all say these true things to mommy? How could you say those true things to mommy? How could you say these true things to me about my attitude? Y'all gonna just say that to me out loud? I don't, and I'm looking at Sid like, you gonna let them say it to me like that? Like they ganging up on you. Okay, I was, but I was so grateful when I was able to walk away from it and absorb what my three little kings were saying to their mommy. And I had to come back and humbly 
apologize for my attitude, but be very thankful to say, I'm glad y'all did that. Because at 10 years old, at 12 at the time, I wasn't courageous enough to go to my parents and have a mature conversation and say, hey, mommy, when you do X, Y, and Z, this makes me feel that way. Uh Or daddy, when you do, and they were so courageous and it was such a brotherhood where it was like no we gotta say it Mm -hmm. and even when I was trying to hold on to it Jonathan my twin looked at me and said you you still trying to act ugly and I wanted to say but you look just like me you're supposed to be on my side how dare you say so it's I'm saying that to say to everybody that's listening don't be so egotistical that you don't think your babies can feed you what you need. And at that moment, the only people that could feed it to me were my children because it was my children that was dealing with me. Their daddy couldn't feed it to me. My sister couldn't give it to me. You couldn't give it to me. It was those three little boys who had to say, we see you and we want to have a conversation so that we don't have to now be 20 and we never said nothing to you, and now we're 20, and we're so frustrated with you that when it comes out, it may come out disrespectful because we held it back. So to our three babies, kudos to you, and that may teach other children to say, if you got something to say, say it. Say it, and because you don't know what the response is going to be. You don't know what the outcome is going to be. And from y'all having that conversation with Mommy that night, it really helped me. And understanding that, Again, the one of the most important things, because especially in our community, but we as a society have a very difficult time having difficult conversations. And it's not the difficulty of the conversation that I think perplexes us. It is our ability to try and foresee what the comments of the other person are going to be and how is it going to affect us and how is it going to make us respond which brings on a level of fear of having a conversation because you think it's going to end up being a fight as opposed to saying it can't be a fight because I'm here. Mm. And by I'm not me, you're there. It's not going to turn into a fight because you showed up and despite how someone else is going to act, you refuse to act that way because what you've taken the time to do is perfect the way in which you Convey yourself to people. There's no more important thing in life. Two things that are very important to acquire in life. The ability to listen effectively and the other one to express yourself effectively. Out of the two, it is far better to be able to listen effectively than it is to speak effectively because at least you understand. Now, if you are able to... uh, 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 somehow get the best out of both worlds and listen and express yourself, you're winning all day. So what we tell the the fellas is you can have any conversation you need to have, but you need to learn how to have the conversation. You can say anything, but the approach is how do you go about having that conversation with someone? And at the end of the day, as this brother, Sydney, you're a good dude, but you leave out the creator. Here's what the reality is when you say that. The creator is never left out. It just chooses to humbly say, I'm going to allow y'all to live as you need to live. Because 
if we are from the creator, that means the creator is in us. So then how can we ever leave the creator out? It's in us. It is that higher being that has made an exit, which is the reason why they say that one day God will return. Is God here and then at the same time has to return? Because I don't know how many gods or how many people can be gone or rather here, but yet they have to return. So it gets complex to me. So I just say, I'm going to make it easy. I'm going to love you, not because of what you believe, but simply because you are. Mm, that's good, Sydney. That's it. You better say that. So, again, the create, creator can't be left out. You've already been created, so its job is done. It's up to us mm. now. Say it again. Hit that again. Then email out that to the community. <laughs> then hashtag that the creator done done his job. It's you. Now it's time for you to put in the work. Yeah, go for put it. Put it in. Put the work in. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, y'all. You know, today the show was happy. Are you happy? If so, what makes you happy? If not, why not? And we hope that if one person takes something from it, then we've done what we were supposed to do. Even if that one person is me. Because <laughs> these conversations, as I've said, these conversations have been going on for years. And they started out in our bathroom when we were just over the phone. And then we became roommates and we lived together and we would go in the bathroom and we would be in the bathroom for hours having these conversations. And again, they really make a difference for me. Because I can be in a place of, I'm cloudy, I'm not clear, I, and we can have the conversation 20,000 times, but on that 21st thousandth time is when I got it. And want to say we love you, Julie, for sharing as the individuals who are reaching out are sharing because it is through your sharing that allows questions to be answered. It allows uh answers to questions that would not be expressed if there were no questions in the first place. And don't be embarrassed about your questions. Don't be embarrassed about the fact that you don't feel like you fit in. You'd be surprised. There's a lot of people that don't feel like they fit in because, again, these conversations, when are they had? Are they had when your ass is learning your ABCs? Mm. Uh, they had when you about to graduate from high school, college. Where do you pick this up? People not talking about life, death, happiness on a general basis. What they saying is you better get your ass to work on time. Get it. Get to work on time and get, get home on time and do this on time. And when do you take time out to be happy and enjoy your, your family and as we sit here together with our knuckleheads today that just came up with us, do you gentlemen have anything to add on to what we've been speaking about in reference to how do you think that people can enjoy life better or even you as children, for those that have children, what do you think that you can do as individuals to ensure that your life is happy, oldest to youngest? Well, first of all, Ask yourself. Who are you? I'm Michael. Okay. And <laughs> yes, you all you have to do is ask yourself, are you alive right now? If you're alive, 
you should be first of all thankful and happy. If you're doing what you love, what you love to do, it could be sports, it could be anything, it could be a garbage man, it could be a newspaper boy. Whatever you love to do, and if you're happy with it, you're living life to the fullest. My man, mm. what's up, Big Easy? All you need to do is that make sure that you're still living and breathing, and you gotta be yourself all the way through your life. You got to enjoy yourself no matter what anybody else says. Somebody could just say to you, you're stupid because you like to dress up as blah, 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 blah. And blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Tell like, blah, 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 blah. That's it. We it know this is universal for anything. That's right. <laughs> you could dress up like a princess when you're a boy. You could dress up like um, a, in a tuxedo when you're a girl. And it doesn't matter who you are as long as you're happy with who you are, it doesn't matter. Did you sing a little bit as long as you're happy? That's what did he you sing? did. Baby. Okay, that's what's up. I didn't realize that. <laughs> Big J Bone. Well, all you have to do is add, do you have a roof under your head? Do you have a roof under your head and do you have your family? And enjoy what you do because time goes by like really fast. And there it is. And there it is. And time goes by really fast. It be going by. And and it does because it was just the other day that we were having two o'clock feedings and you put the pamper down to clean them and then they done peed on us. Okay? <laughs> they done peed on us. Now they sitting here having conversations oh. with us. So it's an immense amount of reasons to be happy. Though she's not to the mic, to the right of us, Sister Tommy is a prime example of it, whereby to be vulnerable and to share the things that uh, uh, are affecting you and have affected you, these are things that allow you to say, I want a happier life. So to have Tommy, you know, with us who came in, uh, being the ultimate professional, as she always is, but her mind was on the business. I'm not looking to the left. I'm not looking to the right. I'm a soldier. I'm going to make it happen. I'm a general. I'm going to do this business. What yes. you mean I ain't got to come in today? I ain't got to come in today. Is they around here hugging each other? Did they hug me? They offering something to eat. Wait a minute. What's going on? They starting to act like a goddamn family, and I thought I just was getting a damn job. Now, how in the hell is all of this going on? But that's what it is because oftentimes, oftentimes, it's, it's individuals that didn't have the unified family that has to cre have to create their own family. And since we are already family, we just make it official by if you in our space, we love you enough to say you family because everybody don't come in our space. And what happens is when you, you all are tuning in, thank you for being on in an, our space because we're in each other's space, and we love y'all for that. We, you know what? This is such an amazing show. And I, not just because it's us, Daddy. I, I, this is my wife. I can't say that. <laughs> I just say... I have an amazing time, but that's why I love you because you can just God say dang it. You can say it. I gotta say, J say James it. laughed at my God dang it. He like, did you say God dang, God it? dang it? Because again, the conversations are needed. Yeah. 
Like, it, this is so needed, and it's so real. And the feedback has been, this is the realest we've ever heard it. This is so appreciated because I'm, it made me think differently. It made me consider something differently. I came in here one way today. I'm going to leave out of here another way today. Because just having the conversation and to have my baby saying, listen, what's the most important thing? Mm-hmm. Family. Mm-hmm. What's going to make me happy? Family. Mm-hmm. And that's coming from our babies. Mm-hmm. And you know what else is going to make mommy really happy? I'm going to just share it with y'all right now. Okay, so when y'all get older, you don't have to go. Don't nobody have to leave. <laughs> don't nobody have to leave home. Okay, we can all have enough room for your wives and your children. Let me ask y'all a question since we 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 got you here because we had a conversation about this before. Um, how comfortable would you be bringing your girlfriends around us? And this the second part of the question: Who would you have the biggest fear of bringing? The young lady around. Oh, is it I, I who? I'll this first. I would have the biggest fear of dad because dad, he always starts making assumptions about the girl. But but it's it's kind of hard to balance it out. What kind of assumptions does that make? Okay. Dad, you start making assumptions about the type of girls you like. You start telling things to them, embarrassing things that we What kind done. of embarrassing things would well, I say? Well, you joke around with us about it. I'm not sure if you'll do it, but, yes. you know. What? I'm a bit, I'm a bit nervous. <laughs> 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 what about you, Diesel? Well, I would have a fear of bringing mom oh, over. No. Why? Because, one, First of all, the main reason is because when I bring my girlfriend to my first date, I want to have mom there, and she's like, look at you, oh, you grown up, David. <laughs> why, why he got you sound like an old witch? He got you sound like an old witch. And Jonathan, what about you? It would definitely be mom all the way. On my first date. Oh, now I got lipstick on my forehead. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's true. That is right. definitely true. The so what you no, think we would be embarrassing you because we too lovey-dovey to y'all or something? No. It's uh, no. I just don't want. I All I don't want is to be on my first date having <laughs> my having lipstick on my forehead and... My cheeks are all rosy because now they've been pinched. <laughs> I, I, I am not going to kiss you on your forehead on your first date, okay? I don't care about that because I'm a mama's boy. So. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, okay? Thank you. So, well, so wait a minute. This, this, but this is what happens with, with Micah. This will crack me up. The little girl at camp said to him, as she wiggled her fingers, she mouthed. She didn't say, hi, Michael. She wiggled her fingers and said, "Oh." Now I was like, "Wait a minute, I'm a, I'm an old head. I know that's a I like you, Michael High Michael." And she was a cute little girl too. I'm like, "That's you, man." And he be looking at me like, "Yeah, I don't want I ain't want to tell you because you always asking me about all these different What's girls." Hey, don't what what what. Robin? Yeah. How come I'm just finding out about Robin? Because it's not a big thing, first of all. It's a big thing for me. 
Well, we don't tell you, you stuff like this because, because of this. Because but of see, this. And, and see, they ain't even realize. They ain't even realize. Hold on, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. The whole world. Here's the thing. How's the thing? I'm gonna tell you. Did they want a bad mouth? But hold up, hold up, baby. I done held it close to my vest. She ain't even know till we was on air just right now. Come on, somebody give me some props. And now, since mom has heard, now the entire world has heard us. He's made assumptions. This, I don't, I know. Okay, I'm going to tell y'all who my sons are going to pick. Okay, because daddy, Michael's girlfriend will be very loud. She's going to be a great cousin. And she's not going to be fat, but she's going to be thick. Not a fat girl. She's going to be a thick girl. Oh, so you already got the aesthetics down. Yeah, yeah, right now. Now I'm saying I got some inside information. Well, come on, give it to me. The inside information. He says, I don't really know what she's going to look like. I just know that I want her to be what you said, able to cuss and funny and not somebody (laughs) that's too... Foo foo. Too foo foo. Now, now he didn't that's the same that's description the same that said. I said as a kid growing up. So that's Michaels. Right. David's is going to be she's going to be black. She's going to be white. She's going to be Latin. She's, she's going, going to, to be, be everything. Yes, because he I'm just like women. Yeah. Right. Which you got honestly too, okay? From your daddy. And your granddaddy, yeah. his father, and he begat Abraham. <laughs> <laughs> and our J-Bone. J-Bone. J-Bone is going to have to have someone that is very nurturing and very patient. And the person that you get will probably be a lot like daddy because you're a lot like mommy. So we need that Balance. Kind of balance. Because we'll go all the way to the left. Go, 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 go. We'll bust out crime, baby. What? We'll break it down. Come on. So, J-Bones, the energy of that person is going to be a lot like daddy's. Yeah. I yeah. picked it out. You picked it out. You called it good. I picked it out. But all I'm going to say is, though, if I got to have a conversation with him, I'm going to do it. And I ain't going to stop her. Yeah, I'm going to let her have the conversation. That way I can look at y'all. While she's talking to it and lick my tongue, then I'm gonna go on up steps, whatever gonna be, gonna be, and call it a day. But baby, oh, we at that time. We are at that time, Daddy. And give me a kiss because mm. I love that. Oh, let the folks say goodbye to them. Let them give a shout out to them. Yeah, come on, Cookie. You want to say something Mama, to the folks that's say? out there? It is a privilege and an honor to be here today, speaking with my babies. It's what y'all want to say? I love this. We should do this yeah. more often. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and there it is. We want to thank y'all, baby, for tuning in to the show today. Happiness. Yes. Do you have it? Are you trying to find it? Make your way to it. So we want to thank each and every ear, each and every eye that tunes in and listens to us every single Monday. I am Monique. And I am Sydney. Thank you for tuning in to Monique and Sydney's open relationship. And like my daddy always says, the mind is like a parachute. It's no good unless it's open. We love y'all. For free. Mwah.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.